0: Dave, what an amazing message um i think what you said right at the very end links really really well into what i'm going to share on it and speak on and you said victory on the move and i want you to all hold that in mind um as i share um on a different psalm psalm 37 today um The reason I chose this psalm, I'll be really honest, is because it holds one of my very, very favorite verses in it, which says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What I didn't realize was that's one verse out of 40. (laughs) so um i was a little bit overwhelmed whilst i was preparing to kind of think what on earth am I gonna, how am i going to capture 40 verses within 10 minutes um but hopefully i've i've done an okay job and we'll kind of pull some themes out to kind of help us um get something from this song because it's, it's brilliant. And I think that verse in itself for me through my life has held some really important truths for me. So I know that there's been times where I've wanted my own way <laughs> and I think my life would be completely different um, had I been in charge of it all and not kind of followed what, what God would have for me. So what I've noticed is that when I've delighted myself in God, when I've spent time with him and fully immersed myself in him, his desires have aligned with mine or my desires have aligned with his and there's been a lovely outworking um excuse me so um just a little bit about this psalm um it was written by david and in verse 25 we learn that it was written in his old age so it says i was young and now i'm old (laughs) <laughs> so I just want to encourage you all just for a moment to just have a little think about what's the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self hmm. yeah <laughs> I think the test of time like, is amazing in, in terms of hindsight is a wonderful thing isn't it we can look back at our lives and notice things that we could have done differently things we could improve on just because of kind of the the years of wisdom and I think when we read Psalm 37 David is sharing from that place of of wisdom um he's been through the ups and downs and everything in between so for me I think it's really encouraging to kind of hear what he'd have to say to us in his old age okay so um some practical things about the psalm as well it's written in a really poetic acrostic way which was quite amazing so basically what that means is um at the start of each kind of stanza or section, it follows um, an alphabetical order in the Hebrew language. So it's almost like the ABC, <laughs> which I really like. Obviously, it gets a bit lost in translation as we translate it to English. But what I like about it is to think about it as David's kind of ABC to, to life. Um, so I did try to think of some really poetic. Titles for my little sections, but I, I just couldn't do it justice, and I'm more of a picture person if I'm honest. So, what I thought today was that we would have a very clear picture um, and we would work our way through it if that's all right. So, the first part of my picture is a window. Okay, so what I've entitled it is a window of wisdom, and that's what I believe this psalm is. So, when we think about a, win- a window, it's a framework. Um it's a and my first point is it's a framework to freedom. So again, like I said at the start, there's a lot of verses. I'm not gonna read every single verse, but what I have done is try to kind of depict um the verses that that link with, with the point if that makes sense. So um the the Psalm thirty seven is sort of split into into two main kind of approaches the, the first approach is kind of a list of instructions so david kind of contrasts what godly living looks like versus what wicked living looks like um and he, he kind of tells us what what it is to be godly and righteous so if we can have the first set of scriptures. I'm going to read through um, and sort of highlight the bits to take note of from an instruction point of view. So if we think about that window, this is our framework that we're working in. Okay, so first of all, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret, again, <laughs> when people succeed in their, way, in their ways, when they carry, carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, again, <laughs> it leads only to evil. And then verse 27 says, turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. And then verse 34, hope in the Lord and keep his way. I know that was a big chunk of reading, but <laughs> hopefully you've kind of gathered there that there's a, there's a whole set of instructions and it's not like really specific and precise of like, don't worry about X, Y and Z, <laughs> but actually just don't worry, Don't don't fret, don't fret. And actually, you know, in, in terms of what does my way look like, like Dave's mentioned, your ways will be different to, to my ways. My plan or what God's got for me it will be different to what God's got for Steph or for Ben or for Rob. You know, it, it's different for, for each of us. And what I love about this psalm is actually it's commit your way to the Lord and, and he will kind of guide our steps. Trust in him. <laughs> So what I like about instructions and having that framework is it actually gives us a sense of safety. So obviously when, um, when there's building work or when there's houses that are being built, there's scaffolding around the buildings. And I guess that's what I see um, that framework as being like for us. These sets of in- set- this set of instructions is like that scaffolding around us to, to build that strong structure. And what I was thinking about was how, how we learn. We learn in lots of different ways, but I was thinking about when I was learning to, to drive a car, it was a very conscious effort and decision, each kind of simple thing of like, you put your foot down on the clutch, and you put it into gear, and then you lift it up and get your bite, and you've got your, oh, <laughs> I mean, in little flashbacks, my dad sat over there. <laughs> we got there we got there and I went from that very conscious decision after decision in those small little things to kind of building a confidence to passing my test and then I properly learned (laughs) kind of put it into action and sometimes I'm not sure if this is a good confession or not but sometimes I find myself driving and I'm like oh I've lost a big chunk of time. i have like, all of a sudden, I've arrived in this place here, but what happened to kind of this chunk of my journey? And I think that's what happens when we consciously follow the instructions and framework that God has for our lives, that all of a sudden we'll notice an acceleration and we'll find ourselves in 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 a different place and a different point where we can enjoy it a new a freshness and a fresh revelation of who God is because we've, we've put in the hard work, we've put in the groundwork, the scaffolding has held us and, and we've, we've built safe and secure. So that was point one, window, framework to freedom. Okay, so my second um, point or aspect of this psalm is the view. So we all know when we look out of a window there can be a view. It can be a beautiful view. It can be a not so beautiful view. I don't know why I do that side. I'm sorry. Not deliberate. You're all a beautiful view. Um, And I think what I was thinking about with this is that the the view kind of depicts God's promises and God's promises are wonderful. Um, And this is what accompanies Godly living. It's not like a cause and effect like it's more gracious than that which I love about God it's more of a a byproduct that this is what happens if you if you live in this kind of following this scaffolding in this framework that I've got for you then this is what is in store for you so again it's quite another big chunk of reading um, but hopefully it will reinforce the amazing promises that God has for us and what that view might look like for you okay so um got it on the screen yeah okay so trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture take delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the lord trust in him and he will do this He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. I realize I'm skipping through some verses just to kind of pull out the promises. Um, So verse 17, for the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, like Dave shared, they will not wither. In times of famine, they will enjoy plenty. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing in the sleepless nights. Children will be a blessing (laughs) in the arguments. The children will be a blessing. (laughs) Then you will dwell in the land forever, for the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and their tongues speak what is just. The law of their God is in their hearts, their feet do not slip. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. A future awaits those who seek peace. Final bit. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them he delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him <laughs> there 's a lot that God promises us there 's a lot and it 's amazing again it 's not it 's specific without being specific. <laughs> it gives us some really clear kind of things to to align ourselves with, and you know that I joke about the the children being a blessing. Sometimes it's really hard work, parenting. But you know what I've realized is, is that when we align ourselves with God's word, we can speak that into situations and see change and transformation happen. Yeah? So sometimes our circumstances won't always line up with the word of God. And that's not because God's let us down, but I believe that he's given us vehicle to victory and that vehicle is through Jesus so we've got the window we've got the view of his promises but there's nothing quite like opening a window and letting that fresh air in or to experience that view in in a new in a different way one of the promises Um, through that that I've kind of just read out to you, is repeated seven times. Did anybody pick up on what it might be? It was a word called inheritance, or inheriting the land. And what struck me about this was that normally inheritance happens kind of when somebody dies. There's kind of an inheritance that that comes. And I believe that that's what... um, what David is kind of prophesying into the future that there's an inheritance, there's an inheritance that we can access. So verse 39 and 40 says, the salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. He's talking about Jesus. (laughs) He's talking about Jesus. Being our inheritance and opening the, the way for us. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So with the way that we access life is, is through Jesus. Ben, do you want to come up for me? So I just want us to take a moment, really, to, to consider the, the, the promises of God and, and what he has for us as our, as our inheritance, a little while ago, Deb Newball chaired, um, I think she was leading in communion and she was saying about that the tomb is empty. Whatever situation we face, we can know the victory of God in our lives because the tomb is empty. Jesus has conquered it all. He has completely conquered it all. We can, we can stand in that place of victory today. And we can declare the, the the promises over over our lives so i just i just wanted to take a minute because i think there's a few little practical outworkings that, that we can consider in in this moment i guess the the first one is perhaps an obvious one um but really important and, and kind of integral that ultimately it's about accepting Jesus into our lives it's accepting him daily moment by moment declaring that actually it's his way not my way and actually I want my heart to align with with his heart but you know maybe you sat here today for and you know you've you've not heard about Jesus in this way before and I just want to give you a moment and an opportunity to consider do I want to accept Jesus into my life? Maybe, maybe this is a, a first-time decision. So I just want you to, to just take a moment. And it might be that you sat there and your heart's like racing and beating really fast and that's, that's Holy Spirit kind of prompting you and saying, Jesus is real. You know, these promises that Joe's spoken about this morning, they, they can be for, for you just as they are for me. The second um, kind of outworking is the framework that David shares. Don't worry. Don't fret. Delight yourself in the Lord. And you know, delighting yourself in the Lord will look really different for different people. It might be serving in church, it might be serving your family, it might be serving in your workplace. Ultimately, it's about having him as front and centre and having him as your focus. As I was preparing this message, obviously I've I've spoken about kind of the the inheritance um, aspects and I just really felt like maybe there's people in this room that maybe feel like they've been robbed or they've kind of lost their inheritance or life isn't working the way that it should work and actually you know i don't see how how scripture lines up with with my situation right now and i just want to i want to encourage you this morning that god knows he sees he cares and he loves you there is more for you this morning there is an inheritance there is there is a victory there is a crown of victory fit for you this morning The band are going to lead us in a song just now Um, and part of the lyrics are amazing, it says I see you taking ground I see you press ahead your power is dangerous to the enemy's camp, your spirit breaking out, your kingdom moving in, your victory claims the ground that the enemy had and this morning I just I want to encourage you wherever you're at there's always more in God, so you might be thinking, oh you know I'm living my best life. I've got such an amazing inheritance. There is more ground for you to dwell in and inherit because there's always more in God. So I want to encourage you that as the band play and sing just take a minute to just listen to the, to the words, let them kind of sink from your head to your heart like like Dave was sharing earlier. but I want I want us to pray and believe. the the lyrics of this song over our lives over our circumstances because when it says about you'll inherit the land I don't believe that's necessarily a geographical place like it was in the Old Testament I think it's more about your kind of scope your influence your area that kind of surrounds your life so I want us to pray and believe as we sing this song that there is victory that actually God's going to take some ground today thank you Thank you.